1: You are listening to another episode of the Ever Black Podcast, proudly brought to you by Blacklight Undesign and RW Promotion. I'm your host, Neb. On this episode, we're joined once again by James Schmeer. How's it going, buddy?
2: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself?
1: Yeah, really good, man. Really, really good. Now, uh, a little while ago, you spoke to Dragon from Backyard Babies, who are touring early next month, and uh, you've been a fan of those guys
2: for a while, hey? Oh, certainly have been. I mean, not only the Backyard Babies, but a bunch of other stuff that Dragon's been involved with, particularly the Helicopters, who he was a founding member of. The guy's pretty prolific. I mean, he, even, even a guitarist for uh, Michael Munro uh, of Hanno Rocks at uh-huh. one stage. So he's done a hell of a lot of stuff over the years. And how did you, how'd you get into them? I reckon it was um, it's probably, probably Metal Hammer magazine. It was probably a, a song on one of their CDs back in the mm. 90s that I would have come across that uh, t- turned me on to the band. So, um, yeah, either through that or just sort of following a rabbit hole when I discovered Hardcore Superstar back in the day. Ha- have you seen them before? Have you seen them live? No, haven't, actually. i missed them... I th- I missed them last time they were out here, which was a substantial amount of time ago, and I also missed them when I was living in Europe. Um, I, we, I think they were on hiatus at the time. So I guess you're pretty pumped to see them on this tour, hey? Hell yeah! So as I know a lot of dudes here in Brizzy who are really quite keen to catch up with them. So um, it'll be it'll be a really good gig, I think. And you know, we've got quite a bit of that kind of stuff coming up over the next month or two. All happening, and and you know that they've been around for like thirty years. At least uh, more. Uh, Dragon was saying they first got together uh, when they were still at high school, uh, back in the late '80s. So yeah, it's, it it would be it would be just over just over thirty years at this point. Mm. So and that's that's the, the the core of the band has stayed together ever since, which is a pretty incredible feat. I mean, they haven't had much in the way of lineup changes. Yeah, that's incredible, man.
1: It's incredible. And say a young dude. Is getting into rock and, and metal and all that kind of thing, had mm-hmm. uh, one song of, of Backyard Babies, what album would you give them to sort of oh, set them
2: Stock on Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, straight away. They're, um, it's probably their most commercially accessible album, but it's also got the most rockin' songs. Uh, Minus Celsius is probably their you know, number one song as far as I'm concerned.
1: Kick-ass. Well, of course, uh, Backyard Babies and the Casanovas are on tour next month. Uh, kicks off Friday the 4th of October in Sydney at the Manning Bar, Saturday the 5th of October in Melbourne at Max Watts, and then Sunday the 6th of October wrapping up in Brisbane at the Woolly Mammoth, and that's going to kick ass. Hell yeah, I'll be there. Absolutely. Tickets are on sale now through silverbacktouring.com.au. All right, before we uh, go into your interview, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Everblack Media. They've got a great turnaround, really cool guys. Highly recommend checking them out at www.blacklightad.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good mates at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business www.rwpromotion.com.au also hit us up on all the socials and subscribe to our youtube channel our podcast stream through itunes and spreaker and we have started uploading them directly to facebook so you can uh, give it a stream while you're scrolling through and uh leave us a review we uh, really appreciate all the feedback and uh the shares so uh yeah that's uh, really cool of everyone to do that so far. All right. Well, uh, James, thank you again for hanging out with us, man. It's always uh, no a an pleasure. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll go to your interview now. Keep rocking and have a good weekend, brother.
2: Certainly will you too, bro. It's been a long time since you guys have been out to Australia. Can we expect um, a little bit of everything from the, uh, the Backyard Babies back catalogue this time round? Uh, yes, I
3: mean uh, that was uh, maybe that's the only good thing. I think um, somebody told me last time we were in Australia was two thousand three, which is fucking sixteen years ago. Jesus, uh, which is crazy. Um, but I think you know the the positive thing uh, is we're strong <laughs> back catalogue now. Yeah, yeah. So yes, we're gonna do kind of like a best of set, you know. And even if it's been sixteen years, I'll tell you that the band has never sounded better and it's still, you know, high-energy rock and roll from Scandinavia, Sweden. So so uh, people won't be disappointed, I'll tell you.
2: Absolutely, and particularly with the new album um, really hitting its mark this time around. I mean, it's your second album back since uh, you. since your hiatus. How are you finding mm-hmm. having the band back together, I suppose?
3: Uh, well, you know, first all, we got hiatus in 2010. We were four guys uh, really tired, almost, I would say, on the edge of Burned Out, you know. Uh, And I think if we would have carried on, I don't think that the band Black Your Babies would be around today. So it it was a good thing. And, you know, it was also nice doing some other, you know, stuff. I did a solo album. I worked with Michael Monroe and did one album with him, Horns and Halos, and I toured for almost Four years with him, and Nicky did some well. It was good to just you know, because you know we're still the same lineup, yeah. and we've been playing for thirty years now. Exactly, okay. that's uh, that's so a pretty good. Just to, you know,
2: that's a pretty yeah. amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you guys, you guys all started out basically straight out of school, didn't
3: you? Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, me and Peter uh, before we met Nicky. I mean, we started to play eighty-seven. But in in '89, Nicky joined the band and we became Back our Babies, and it's the same lineup ever since, you know. So, so with that said, the hiatus was good to um, keep some distance, you know. And and it was also a lot of personal stuff that you know got married, people got divorced, people got kids. Yep. Uh, we bought houses to live in and stuff like that because we we basically just been fucking on the road ever since school, you know. Yeah. So we did that boring thing. Um, that boring thing that people in general are doing when they maybe are, but we did it when we were close to 40, but that thing called life, you know? Yeah, I, it, I know that feeling. Know, I'm, I'm uh, hitting
2: 40 now and I've had to, had to do all the adult bullshit. I'm not a fan, mate. I'm not that much of a yeah, fan.
3: No, me neither, you know, but it's kind of like, it is together. I think, you know, it was, um, for us, it was kind of like necessary. And I would say when we came out on the other side and, uh, we formed the band. I Alamy mean, started to play together again. A lot of, a lot of that boring stuff to, that we took care of. It was actually good to have a home to live in when it like that. So it was all worth it, actually.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I mean, you're you're a busy guy anyway. I mean, you're talking about being burnt out and everything from the band, yet you're also a founding member of the Helicopters. As you said, all your. uh all of your solo yeah. work, you work with Michael Monroe. My God, you're a busy guy. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you fit fit in getting in back into the backyard babies after all that?
3: Um, well, you know, it's kind of like I, I'm kind of like in a clusterfuck there because it, my problem is that anything to do, uh, I totally uh, my life, you know, I don't enjoy my life uh, that much. So I try to keep myself kind of busy, you know, and. And, of course, it, it's a lot of work, but it's not really that, you know, when we're back for babies or with, you know, uh, when you're going to work with me, I come as I am, you know. <laughs> you know, it's not that, so it's not, you know, it's not that, you know, I'm playing in some fusion jazz band sometimes, you know, and I have yeah. to totally yeah. change my idea of playing guitar. It's I do what I do, and, you know, I just... I enjoy working a lot, you know uh, it's fun uh, I like being productive or creative or whatever uh, so yeah
2: well you've certainly left a legacy i mean you guys you guys were one of the one of the early sort of scandy rock bands that really made a big impact around the world, and mm-hmm. from that there's been a hell of a lot of bands who've kind of i won 't necessarily say ridden on your coattails because a lot of these guys have kind of done their own thing very much so um how do, how do you feel about your influence um across across rock and roll in general
3: uh i'm almost blushing here i, I don't really, <laughs> i don't really think that way but i mean of course if it's that you know if that is the truth uh, i mean i'm very proud of it and, and grateful for it you know but it's kind of like it's almost like this rock and roll how should i should say recycle thing you know like you know when i started with playing with Michael Monroe, for example. I mean, he was one of the... When I was a kid, you know, Hanoi Rocks was one of, of the reasons why I picked up the guitar. Uh, and also the same with, you know, Guns N' Roses. I mean, Appetite for Destruction was uh, a major influence on Your Babies, you mm-hmm. know, that was... Uh, and also, you know, like, KISS, uh, ACDC yep. from Australia. Of course. Uh, we did a tour with that uh, with them. I mean, we all... The whole European tour, 2001, when they toured the Stiff Upper Lip, that album. So we did almost, I think, 38 shows together. So it's kind of like, um, I mean, they, they've they been doing a lot of good things for me. So, uh, trying to make good kids, <laughs> good things for the next generation. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And look, um, there's been... I mean, what what I'd say about backyard babies, you seem to pretty swing pretty wildly between really fun yay rock and roll kind of songs, but then you balance it with a, a lot more seriousness. You've uh, there's there's a lot more there's a lot more songs that I've noticed recently that come across a lot more serious rather than um, rather than the as much of the yay rock and roll stuff as uh, there is in some of your past stuff. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, yeah, I know, but it's also, I mean. The movie, like, we're not fucking kids anymore, you know? And uh, there's other things uh, to write about, and, and people can think whatever they want about that, but I, I, I think it's kind of embarrassing when, you know, when bands over their 40s are trying to act like they're fucking 25. Uh, I mean, we, we dig where we stand, and that's why I think, you know, Black babies Baby still are around, That you know, we are, we are not just doing this for the fans. I mean, first of all, you got to do this for yourself and enjoy it, you know? And for example, I mean, it's really fun to write lyrics, and I have, uh, uh, sometimes maybe touches a bit darker and more serious things. Mm-hmm. I still think that, you know, it's still are within in the, you know, like the rock and roll, swear or whatever, but, you know, um, I can still about 15 pints of lager and have a good time, you know? But uh, I'm just not so interested in, writing about it anymore you know I've I've done that for such a long time so yeah. yeah
2: well I mean you guys have always had in my opinion you guys have had a lot more of a sort of punk feel to your stuff rather than the the more polished um, sort mm-hmm. of glammy stuff that's coming out of uh, Scandinavia uh, over the past yeah. 10 or 15 yeah. years I mean it's, right. it's 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 pretty obvious also right. going into your solo stuff and Nikki solo stuff that there's there's almost right. a country element to what you guys are doing
3: would that be a fair assessment? No, no, I, it's hard to... I mean, but I think that, you know, like your babies in general have always been having... It's um, not role music. Uh, we still don't know, you know, if we are a punk-loving hard rock band or a hard rock-loving punk band. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's what we've been trying to figure out for 30 years now, but, you know. and But I also think that it's always a splash of melancholy in it yeah even if it's fast songs and stuff yeah we we try you know there's often like a mi- like a minor chords in it and stuff mm-hmm. i don't know why that is but um uh, it might be the scandinavian darkness at winter time or something but uh, yeah well
2: it is i mean you have listened to almost any band who are playing your kind of music in your genre um there's always that there's this great melody this amazing melody and kind of uplifting in places but there's always a darkness to it you look at your turbo negroes or your your hardcore superstars or any of those kind of bands
3: yeah yeah well i I take it as a compliment
2: yeah
3: absolutely um not not that it's bad connection (laughs) but some minor chords into it yeah yeah yeah.
2: all right look now silver and gold again a fantastic uh new album what what's your favorite part
3: but just yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just gotta say uh, because it's it is not silver and gold. It's sliver and gold. Sliver and gold. Sorry. <laughs> it's sliver. Yeah, sliver and yeah. gold. Yeah. Because uh, there was kind of like when we when we did the, the title, it was kind of like our celebration too. Because uh, this year it would be thirty years of playing, and it was kind of like has it been just silver and gold? No, it hasn't. It has been silver and gold. So that's yeah. Uh, but sorry, yeah, my, my favourite on the album, you mean?
2: Yeah, well, so what's what's your favourite parts of that album? I mean, there's some really great tracks on there, but I want to hear what, what your real your real highlights are.
3: Well, I mean, just because, we're gonna, you know, of course I love the singles and stuff, but, you know, for me, uh, I also like stuff that are different from stuff we've done before, you know, because it's it's fun, you know, because you, you're kind of like breaking new grounds. Uh, I, I'm really happy with the ba- with the song called Ragged Flag. Yeah, that's cool. I'm also super happy with the last song called "Last Now Cry Later," yep. which I think um, is very different from any other Babies, uh uh stuff. It's very like naked, still dark, but beautiful in the same way, you know. And and got into it. I don't know. It sounds Scandinavian. Wow.
2: That's fantastic. As, as I said, I've really enjoyed listening to it over the past a uh, uh, couple of months uh, that I've I've actually had a copy.
3: Oh, thank you. It's kind
2: of hard to get an actual copy of it at the moment. Um, the stores around around yeah, here aren't yeah. really stocking much in the way of. Um,
3: yeah, it's you know. out on S- center. No, I think it's it's problems kind of like everywhere with this, you know. Mm. Uh, which is kind of weird because when people actually want to buy a physical album, the, the record company is always complaining that no, no, no one buys it. Yeah, but you can't fucking buy an album if you can't.
2: Well, exactly. Um, look, I mean, so, if you could see uh, what's behind me, I've got a yeah. wall of CDs. I've got a mountain of LPs upstairs, and I have to say, Backyard Babies yeah. are one of the one of the bands that every time I can, I'll oh, well, every time a new album comes out, I'll go out and buy it. Uh, and this one was being the hardest oh, one oh, for oh. me to get hey, my hands on.
3: Hey. Cool, cool, yeah. But you know that was good that you said that because maybe that would be good for us to bring over physical vinyls and CDs Fuck to yeah. sell at the show. Yes, please.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, no. take three. Speaking of that, so I'm going I'm to make
3: a I'm going to make a note on that.
2: Make mm. <laughs> no, sure you do. Um, look. Speaking of yeah. speaking of that change in the industry, you guys have been at it now for well over 30 years. You would have really seen a change. Yeah. And how do you guys stay on the road when album sales have fallen off a cliff, um, streaming royalties just aren't yeah. aren't there yet, and you have to tour hard and sell a fuckload yeah. of merch to be able to do anything? How do you guys stay on the road?
3: I think it's kind of lucky in, in, in a way because... We have never been in a band that's been a decent amount of albums, but we never a band that's like, ah, oh, fuck that, we, let's cancel this tour and stay home on the couch and, and just live out of our, uh, you know, our So, um, of course, it's been a bit tougher, but, um, but you know, um, we still have our crowd, you know, and people coming to the shows. Um People are buying our albums, not as much as before. But you know, um, I mean, there's a lot of bands that you know, you know, they've lost their crowd. You know, they were selling a lot of, they were selling a lot of albums. But you know, when they when they came on tour, nobody was interested to really go and see, check them out because they suck live. You know, yeah. um, so for us, it's not really a super big difference. You know. Um, it, It's maybe that we are just, you know, we're not reflecting so much. I mean, we're not really a band that if we should start thinking about this shit too much, I think that we would have split up, you know. (laughs) We just, we just fucking go on and do it.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you guys have, um, you guys have always had that attitude about you uh, and really had that image that you just don't give a fuck and you're playing it for, playing the music because you love it. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Well, I mean, it, it's actually not an image. Uh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's what we do, you know. And uh, and you know, it's it's also like fifty percent because because we love music so much. I would say it's fifty percent because we love music, but it's also fifty percent because we're still over forty, but now we're scared to death to get like a a normal day job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd suck at this point. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, so look, I mean, we've got. We've got the tour coming up. Um, the album's been out and been doing well. What's yep. what's on the horizon for not only yourself, but uh, the band at large?
3: Uh, I, I would say that we are getting not close to uh, the end of this album, but I think that, you know, we're going to... Now, it's about like 15 festivals in Europe left, mm-hmm. and then we are going to go to Japan, and then straight up to that to Australia. And I think Australia is going to be... One of the last tours we're going to do a couple of dates, I think, in England and in Germany. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, before next year, uh, start actually working on a new album or something. Oh,
2: fantastic. So we, we're going to get you guys pretty much tour, uh, tour hardened and all the songs nailed down flat, yeah?
3: Yeah. And I hope, you know, I've said this before, but. but... You know, I mean, you do the math. Last time we were there was 2003, and now we're coming back to uh, 2019. So the next time could be 2000, I don't know, 42 or something. Uh, So, (laughs) I I mean, do not... um, uh, Hopefully, we can come back, you know, on on the next album. But I'm just saying that, you know, fans shouldn't, you know, uh, they should come see these shows because you never know. it can take a while again. Yeah, you know? look. So do not miss out the yeah yeah. Do not miss out this tour. Absolutely. Look,
2: what I will say though is, uh, we had Hardcore Superstar out here last year. They hadn't been out for about the same length of time, uh, and they're already coming back on another yeah, tour yeah. this year after the reception that they got. So, yep. uh, and you guys, you guys being the elder statesmen and the guys who a lot more people are really interested in seeing, I don't think you're going to have much in the way of trouble with
3: that. Cool. Great. <laughs> Excellent. And, you know, I would love to come back down. That's an, that's, yeah, and I would love to come down with the helicopters soon again as well.
2: Oh, so. I, I would be at Front Row Centre for that one too because that would be a fantastic gig to see. You're, oh, you're currently oh. um, doing some doing shows with the helicopters as well at the moment?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just came, uh, yeah. Uh, we, we played the last festival this summer in Belgium uh, on Saturday. So we are doing, uh, I'm a busy guy this summer because I'm double working, so yeah. Uh, so in in Trondheim, I actually did two gigs in the same festival, both Black Babies and The Oh,
2: fantastic! That'd be cool. <laughs> All right, then, mate. Look, I think our time is basically yep. up. Uh, thank you very,
3: very yep. much for yep. speaking
2: to us. I can't wait for you guys to be out yep. here, and um, should be heading towards summer by the time you get here. So uh...
3: fourth, fifth, and sixth, right of October, I think it is. Yeah, start to be getting but we steamy. Are in Japan. Yeah, good good oh my god a swede in, uh, in the australian summer
2: you just cook it, it's not pleasant i've seen it before yeah <laughs> all right mate all right thank you very much right. speak so to you again i'll see you down there absolutely you. you will catch you later okay, see you. bye-bye
3: okay bye-bye
0: planning on traveling this summer